0: You're listening to Garibaldi Red, a Nottingham Forest podcast brought to you by Nottinghamshire Live. Hello it's Garibaldi Red as Nottingham Forest move up to third place in the Championship after a 2-0 win over Birmingham City at the weekend, leaving them four points ahead of seventh place Blackburn with two games in hand on them. And it also means they are six points behind Bournemouth with seven games to go. It's becoming a weirdly customary introduction now to read out the league table, but obviously a good thing to be able to do. And to discuss all the latest Reds news, we're joined, first of all, by Greg Mitchell, who retained his place after last week. Lots of positive uh, comments about Greg for his uh, relentless optimism, which is well placed at the moment, Greg. Nice, nice, clean trim there as well, I see. How are you doing?
2: I got too much stick about my... uh disgruntled look last week so i was Aww. forced to have a haircut by the wife well have
0: yeah so was i got Not to barbers wife, the barbers
2: and the uh, the barber even read out a little note that she'd left with him so uh quite embarrassing but we're sorted
0: <laughs> there like, uh returns the podcast today our second guest is a red reporter for nottinghamshire live sarah clapson are you well sarah
1: very well very well thank you
0: Good, 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 good. Uh, where should we start? Let's start with Greg. We should uh, before we start recording. Sarah did mention the latest Forza Garibaldi display, which you kind of nonchalantly rubbed off and uh, knocked off, Greg. But it's um, a very nice one again, well received, and a nice win for Forest. What did you make of it?
2: Yeah, it was a, just a great day. I mean that that display was originally planned for QPR, but numerous factors. We didn't have enough people available to help, and it was quite windy, so it got delayed. And it, I think it worked out perfect. However, it was still quite windy, and a few of the streamers did go astray. But yeah, it went down really well. It was, I think the the guys who designed it found it a quite a bit easier one to do, quite a simple one. So it was nice that it got received so well. And one of the photos was fantastic of the huddle, uh, the actual huddle on the pitch, and then the one behind. I thought that was great. So start of a good day, and it just continued.
0: What did you make of it, Sarah? Overall, it's- I, I, honestly, only... display
2: or the
1: other game? No, oh God, it's not the
0: Greg Mitchell show. Yeah, let's carry on. <laughs> it's not yet the Greg Mitchell show. Um, I've only seen the highlights. It looked like quite a regulation 2-0 win. Is that fair or not?
1: Yeah, I think it was pretty professional, I would say. I, like, I think Forrest didn't play quite to their best. They still had a few more gears to go through, but they did what they needed to do. They got the job done, um, and it was quite comfortable, really. I think... You always kind of felt that a second goal would, would help, but Birmingham had a bit of a spell, particularly in the first half, but never really threatened. I don't think they did a lot with it. They saw a fair bit of the ball, but I can't remember Bree Samba having too many really difficult saves to make. Um, and it, it, it was just a, a pretty comfortable, convincing win. Um, keeps the momentum going, keeps the, the winning run going, and um, yeah, keeps the, the belief and, and the spirit going, really.
0: What about you, Greg? What did you make of it? Do you echo what Sarah says?
2: Yeah, it made me smile when there was... Uh, I know I'm fast-forwarding to the end of the game, but when there was 12 minutes injury time and after Cooper's interview last week where he, he kind of had a gripe about players, you know, being a bit irresponsible and shooting when we should be putting it in the quarters. And for those 12 minutes, we had some great chances, but you could tell they'd got it in the heads. I'm not going to be the one who gets told <laughs> off here. And it was just sensible. I mean, you look at the table and you think that goal difference we could maybe do with a couple more goals. It could be critical, but it was great to see. And it was nice to start to get used to thinking we've got this in the bag when we are a couple of goals up. Instead of the old days where you thought, oh, God, what's going to happen here? Uh,
0: A couple of early questions from people. Have I fixed my laptop? Yes, I think so. With the lighting changed then the answer's no, but we'll find out in the next 15 minutes. Someone says, is Greg actually Scott McKenna? He's a handsome man. That's a compliment, (laughs)
2: Greg, isn't it? I think I need to get to the gym a bit.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It must be the heck up. But, well, you know, yeah, I'd take that compliment if I was you, Greg. So there you go. Right. um, Can you believe the third, Greg? That was the next thing on my notes.
2: It was nice to see. I mean, you're so confident how well we've been playing. And you keep looking at that league table where we're seventh and eighth. And you think, when's it suddenly going to jump? And this was the weekend, wasn't it? So the playoffs are in our hand now and we've just got to keep getting those results and, you know, consolidate that position and then obviously <laughs> keep looking above. But, you know, there's some there's some huge games, every game's biggest game of the season now, but it's just nice that we seem to be that team that people are looking at now.
0: Mm. A sort of similar question to you, Sarah. I suppose you always speak to visiting reporters in the press box and cut off from the sentiment as well, what's going on at Forest? I suppose now it's what's going on at Forest in a different way. I mean, what are the the other reporter saying you don't cover Forest regularly.
1: Yeah, I think after, certainly after these last three games, um, since returning from the international break afterwards, after the final whistle, I think most people have said, Oh, Forest are going to go up now. They, they look mm-hmm. so good. They look, they look, they're the team to watch. They're the team to worry about. And I think it, that's probably how opposition sides are looking at it as well. And, and looking at the run that Forest are on, looking at the results they've got and the general sense of belief that's growing. And, that can only help. If if other teams are watching you and, and being a little bit fearful, then maybe that starts to play when you come up against them, when you're coming up against the likes of Luton or or West Brom. Um because the pressures on those other teams, the ones that have been there for most of the season, Forrest have come up on the rails really. They've come up they've not gone under the radar so much in recent weeks, but um they've kind of been a bit of a surprise package, I guess, in the sense of where they've come from and how far up they've they've gone. Um, so I think that that's probably helped them. The, the pressure's on other sides rather than on Forest still.
0: Mm, mm. If we go back to the start, then team news as ever. Forest unchanged. I thought Graber might get a start just because of his seniority, and maybe Ager will get a rest. But they went unchanged for the third game in a row, and obviously it's working,
2: Greg. But were you a bit surprised by that or not? No, no, not at all. You keep hearing this this comment, next man in, don't you? And it seems until something, until there's an injury or someone has a really bad game, that's that's going to be the team, isn't it? And you'd expect it to be the same on Friday. If no injuries, you can't see anyone getting in until something, you know, out of the ordinary happens. And that's fantastic because let's be honest, as soon as Graben came on, he was ready, and he's like, "I, I need to be the start next week." So it's just brilliant to see and. I'd, unfortunately for him I don't expect to see him start unless there is some fatigue or something
0: mm-hmm. I suppose does that extend now to? we discussed this with Gary on the last episode Sarah and Steve Cook but also Max Lowe I mean the players like that are they going to have to bide their time with Coleback and uh, Figueiredo keeping them out now
1: yeah I think the players that are in the team at the moment they've got the shirts they're the ones that have, have got this this momentum going and this um, this run going and I think I think Greg's right. I don't think you make changes unless you you have to at the moment, unless it's unless it's necessary. Maybe over the weekend when it's Friday Monday, um, perhaps the manager might consider it then. I know he did. He said he, he weighed it up quite heavily um, for for Saturday's game in particular, and over that three game week, whether to make any changes. I think he, he had quite a dilemma about it, but he stuck with what he, he stuck with a winning team, and I, I think you you do that. Those eleven players have got the results in the last three games, and I don't think you, I don't think you mess with that unless you really have to. So I'd probably stick with the same eleven again um, on Friday, but then maybe change it on the Monday just to to freshen things up a little bit if needed.
0: Um, Forrest made a flying start in this one. Keenan Davis's goal from the narrowest of, of angles. Well, what do you make of the goal, Greg? Because it was a he, he can score some great goals and he can miss a few chances, can't he? It Was a, a fantastic finish.
2: I was, uh, I saw it just, I was making my way back round to our stand from the Clough stand and they had a free kick shortly before, didn't they? So I popped my head up in the main stand and had a look and went back down then just heard that roar, that like expectant roar that something's going to happen. And I ran up just as he slotted it in the goal and you could tell he wanted to score against them more than anyone. Not sure whether he'll get a bit of a telling off for his celebration, but he's just so strong, isn't he? Like, nobody's getting that ball off him when he's doing that. And he, he's not the same player as Collymore, but it was a Collymore-style goal, just like pure strength, running through, I'm having this. And that's going to be brilliant for him because he's doing everything at the minute. And to get the goals as well now, that's that's exciting. You can't see him being rested at all, can you, if he's playing like that?
0: No, I suppose that's the thing, isn't it? But in a way, did he sort of need it, Sarah? Because he does have Sorridge and Grabben doing everything they can, especially Sorridge at the moment.
1: Yeah, well, both Grabben and Sorridge are definitely breathing right down his neck, and he'll know that. But it, I don't think... It's not just his goals. His all-round play is just... He's fantastic. He is undroppable at the minute, I think, because he's... He just gives defenders such a torrid time. And then when they, they look after an hour or 70 minutes or, or 80 minutes or whatever and see that you've got grabbing and, and storage coming on, they must just the heads must just drop and, and think, oh, what, what do we have to do to get a break? Because they've been run ragged by Keenan Davis for for much of the game. And he's such a handful. He, he's so strong. He's so powerful. He's got pace. He, he's got a great touch. He brings other players into play. And he can score terrific goals as well. Um his confidence must just be flying at the minute, not just because of the goal on Saturday, but just for how he's playing. And he, we, we spoke to him before Saturday's game, actually, and he, he said how much he was loving life at the moment, loving life at Forest, loving being in the team, loving being in this squad and with this group of players and being at the, at, at the top end of the season and, and having something to play for. And you can re- that reflects in his, his games because he, he just seems to be enjoying himself out there on the pitch.
0: Does that put them in driving seat to get him next season? If Villa letting him go, Villa having a nightmare. But, you know, are they Forest ahead of the pack? Because there's going to be so many teams interested in him now, aren't there?
1: Yeah, I think that's the thing. When you're in that kind of form, um, other teams are bound to be looking at you. But he he really does seem to be enjoying his time there. Um, I guess it's it's a double-edged sword, isn't it? When you've got loanies that are doing well, their parent club are the one who hold all the cards. They can say, well, this is the price that we want if you want to buy him. Um, and the fact that he's been doing well probably drives that up a little bit. Um, I guess it's the same with a lot of players. If Forrest go up, that changes everything. It, it changes how you look at um, at the summer transfer window and what you might be willing to spend to get players back in or, or bring in other players Um You'd like to think that they're in a good position if they do decide to take that route. I think they will definitely look into it. Um, whether it's a loan or whether it's um, permanent, I, I, I think he's a difficult player to replace now, isn't he? He's shown what he can do. And if you're looking beyond next into next season, trying to think, well, who do you get to replace what Keenan Davis has to offer? It's tough.
0: Yeah, I mean, a notional question, Greg. If there's only the money to keep Davis or Graben next season, if you could get Davis, we had to sacrifice Graben
2: to fund the Davis deal. Would you do that now? Purely on um yeah, age, I suppose. I think so. Mm. I think that's a real tough one, isn't it? And I think I'd do it no matter what league as well, where Graben, I think, you know, he's he's a superb player. He's he's been a great servant for us and hopefully will be next season. But I think if you're looking at longevity and the Premier League suit I'd I'd want to see Davis in either league next year for us.
0: Mm. put you on the spot as well Sarah what would you do if you had to finance a deal for, for Davis by sacrificing Graben potentially
1: it's such a tough one um, I still think Graben is worth keeping for for another year I, I would absolutely be offering him a new deal um, because he scores more goals I know Keenan I know there was question marks over Keenan Davis when he came in as to whether he could do that and I think he's proven people wrong in that sense that he, he, he can get goals but Graben's a goal poacher Um he, he's still bank on him to get 20 plus a season. If he hadn't have been injured this season, I think he would have got there. Um I'm not quite sure Keenan Davis is quite at that level at the moment. But he just uh, Keenan Davis offers so much more, doesn't he? Um in terms of his all-round play, I think, than Lewis Grabin. Um it's tough. It's really tough. Yeah, I'm going to sit on the fence and and not
2: quite... I'm I'm,
1: I'm glad I'm not in that position, having to make those decisions.
0: I suppose the hope is that Lyle Taylor funds it by getting a move somewhere and Forrest get him off the wage bill. I don't think they get a transfer fee for him, but you never know. But he's doing well at Birmingham, so fair play to him. Um, I'm going to jump way ahead in the game, because I don't think I missed anything here. But the next major incident was the injury to Neil Etheridge, I mean, what well, that looks scary. What was it like in the ground, Sarah?
1: It was scary. He was down for for quite a long period of time, and you could see it was quite serious. Um, it, yeah, when they brought the stretcher on, it, it never looks good, does it? I don't think there was any malice or intent from Jed Spence's part. I think it was just two players going for the ball at great speed, and we know how quick Jed Spence is, and he, he just kind of caught him. I think with his knee, um, and yeah, knocked him out cold. Hopefully, it looks like he's he's okay to some extent um, because it's never nice to see anybody go down like that.
0: I think he's out of hospital, isn't he? Mm, I, think
1: he is, I read yeah. that
0: over the weekend, so that's that's good to see. Um, we'll jump ahead to the McKenna goal then. I, I guess uh, he's just is he play, well? Actually, talk about the goal, Greg. I mean, Forrest getting goals from set pieces is, is a useful knack, isn't it? And they're weighing in with a few now. Mm, from the off the back of his head
2: wasn't it But not matter no how <laughs> they go in you've got to be in the position and he's my this week's player of the season isn't he it changes every week for me but he's just colossal absolutely colossal and thank god he isn't one of the loneys, and we've got him next season I mean I can't believe Scotland still don't have him as their you know number one central defender he's usually on the bench is he but you can't mm. see that lasting for long now still in his 20s defenders always have a a longer career don't they so i'd be looking at you know getting an even longer contract for him because he is just unbelievable and rightfully got the des walker song to his name now as well and i think that's quite an honour from forest fans so just what a player what a player all three of them are just superb but he really is standing out now Who's your player of the
0: season this week, Sarah? Has
2: it
1: <laughs> I actually said McKenna a few weeks ago, um, and I'll, I'll, I'll stick with that. Um, I think Spencer and, and Johnson get the limelight. Like they get all the headlines because they're exciting to watch and they're, they've been so influential. But McKenna has been the most consistent for me throughout the whole season, and he's just been key. You need a solid defence if you're, you're going to do anything, and he's been a massive, massive part of that. And I think he, he's just, he seems to get better and better. He, he never loses a header. He never lets his marker go. Although he did say after everybody had sung that that, that chant about him that suddenly you let two players get past him. Well, I don't think he was too <laughs> happy about that. Um, but yeah, I, I think he's just been immense. He's been terrific.
0: Yeah, be him or I'd maybe still go for Johnson just because he's such an exciting player <clears throat> between those two now. But it's mad, isn't it? I mean, a couple of seasons ago, you couldn't name three candidates. Mm. Now you could name... Eight, nine, mm. legitimately—that's okay. how well they're doing. Certainly, um, you're not on McKenna. I mean, there's no worries about anyone coming in for him then, Greg.
2: A big, big Premier League. I wouldn't. I'd, I'd hope not. I think with Worrell, because of you know his potential England pedigree and the English players seem to get more of the attention, don't they? And he seems to be ready to be in the Premier League one way or another. You'd hope McKenna you know, isn't as popular, but it's a scary thought, isn't it? But it's great that they probably are getting this attention. Mm. If we get in the Premier League, we're, we're not even going to have to worry about stuff like that, are we? But, you know, give it a season or two and he's still playing like he is, then he's he's in the Prem with us or someone else, isn't he?
0: Yeah, I mean, I suppose I asked that, Sarah, because to me, he's, you know, he could get in the Burnley, the Leeds, the Norwich, blah, 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 blah. teams quite, com- quite comfortably, couldn't he, McKenna? <laughs>
1: Yeah, I think so. I think he, I think Greg's right. One way or the another, eventually he's probably going to be in the top flight because he is that good. I think it's just that he's gone under the the radar in terms of the wider perception a little bit um, because the Joe Walles had speculation about him for years, and he, I think everybody's well aware of him now. But McKenna has just kind of come in, and, and maybe other teams haven't picked up on him quite so quickly, but. The more he plays like that, I'm sure they will. Um, He's just been fantastic. And I think when you're you're performing at that kind of level week in, week out, eventually somebody's going to have a look at you. Um, Hopefully not this season or for this summer.
0: Uh, Interesting question from Greg Oram in the the chat. Um, Figueroa was destined to leave. I mean, he very, very nearly left in January by all I think we hear. And he's out of contract and it kind of feels like he was definitely going. Do you think, Sarah, maybe they try and keep him now or, or is there like a gentleman's agreement and you say, thanks for your service, you can go back to Portugal and do what you want to do now?
1: Yeah, I think he has been a great servant and he's been excellent since he came into the the team and you can't fault him for that. But for me, I, I would still bring Steve Cook back in when he's he's fit. Um, and I think longer term, that's the three, Worrell, Cook and, and McKenna, Um and then Figueroa is back to being on the bench and waiting for it for a chance. And you've also got you've still got Loracon Bezo. There's Jonathan Panzo. There's younger players coming through as well. So I, I think Figueroa, I, I would probably be tempted still to let him go in the summer um, and, and just say thanks for your your, your effort this year, particularly because he, he's played a massive part in getting Forest to where they are. Um, but I think if you're looking. Longer term, he's it, kind of at that age now where it, it's it's looking at, at, at what's to come um, and looking at maybe younger prospects.
0: Yeah, he sounds like a great team man, doesn't he? But mm. you, were, you saw the 23s, Greg, didn't you, recently? And I think mm. Panzo had a really good game. He like yeah. a good prospect. Do you think maybe you have to clear a path for, for Panzo to get an opportunity and then be so as Sarah says?
2: so sad, isn't it, that we've got all these great players all at once, but... I speak to someone after the Coventry game who's in and around the club, and they made it clear that, like on and off the pitch, he's just a model professional and a, a real likable guy. And if he's not playing for a contract with us, he's certainly going to get a good one somewhere else because he's been sat on that bench for so long. And he comes in and does the performance he's been doing, and you know, Cook's soon ready to come back, isn't he? And Fix is playing out his skin, so. If he doesn't get a contract with us, I hope he's looked after elsewhere because he certainly deserves it.
0: Mm, mm. A couple of people asking about Richie Larea, Sarah, in the chat. Well, well, basically, where is he? <laughs> or should he get a <laughs> run of games? I mean, like you say, don't change a winning team. but There's mm. always this notion they might play Middlesbrough in the playoffs. And then there's no obvious replacement that I can think of for Spence. It, you know, Larea was meant to be what, what, what do you think's happening there?
1: Yeah, I think it, it's... I'm a little bit surprised that he hasn't had a few minutes so far, but I can. Uh, you wouldn't change that team where do, he doesn't get into the eleven at the minute, um, and then if you're you're bringing attacking players off the bench because you're you're trying to get more goals, I can understand the manager's thinking behind that as well. Um, I guess all he can keep doing, Richie Lerae, is trying to catch the manager's eye in, in training and, and keep trying to impress and, and trying to show that he he's ready and and follow the example of. Figueredo and Kafu and, and Lolly in making sure that you're prepared and you're you're ready to go if and when you're called upon. And um, that's, I guess, all he can do at the minute. I think it's, I think it's still a case of him adapting to championship in English football and and not kind of trying to jump ahead a little bit. We've seen that with with Bryan as well. It, the manager has been really good at knowing when to pick and choose players and he's got it absolutely spot on so far and if he doesn't think they're ready or if he doesn't think it's quite the right time yet then you kind of have to trust him he's the one that's seeing them every day in training and talking to them and having conversations and watching them all the time so I think you just have to put your faith in him a little bit and as and when it comes to the playoffs and and, um, having to pick a side based on who they play then I'm sure he's got something in mind.
0: Yeah, yeah. I just wonder whether you give him 10 or 15 minutes here or there, maybe, just to 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 blood him in. But, you know, see Cooper's bulletproof at the moment. It certainly can't question any of his decisions. Um, are you convinced or are we... Well, I know you're convinced, Greg. Are we convinced Forrest are going to make the playoffs now? Are
2: we talking to me? Or? Yeah, i go to <laughs> yeah. you first. I mean, it's a pretty <laughs> obvious answer, but... <laughs> yeah, yeah, I am. You look at that table now and... The, the only thing you look at is how many away games we've got, but we're brilliant away from home. So it's not a concern for me. Um, I think we make the playoffs and and we hopefully get the favourable draw with it as well. And, you know, if it is Middlesbrough, what I don't know what about like Lowe and Colbeck either side. Is that an option? But it's certainly yeah. going to be something they're thinking of because there's a very good chance either Lowe or, or Spence doesn't play in the say at playoff semis, isn't there? So, I'm sure they're looking at that, but you look at that table now and it's just nice and you think it's just rewards for this this, you know, majority of the season so far.
0: Mm, true, true. Um,
2: what about you, Sarah?
1: Am I convinced they're gonna get in the playoffs? In the
0: playoffs, Yeah.
1: Yes. Um, but I think I said that two whatever it was, two or three years ago as well, and or two years ago now, and yeah, ended up being proven quite wrong with that. Um but I think the feeling now it, there's a very different feeling this season than there was um, under the Sabri season. I think at that point you could see that Forest were absolutely clinging on, trying to stay in the top six. Whereas now they, they've got the wind behind, they've got the wind in their sails. That they're, they're the team to to fear at the moment. So I think the the general feeling is a lot different. But um, yeah, I think they they've got it in their hands now, and that's good. They're, they're up to third they've they've got those games in hand on a lot of the other teams so yeah it's definitely looking very promising.
0: Does anyone worry you Greg? There we go put the table up I was doing that in the background sorry. Does anyone worry you there Greg in the seven, eight, nine positions?
2: Uh, Middlesbrough yeah not so much Blackburn I think Blackburn are really dropping off and I think Millwall are having a very good season aren't they but You'd think Middlesbrough, and if we beat Luton on Friday, which obviously <laughs> hope we do very so, uh, I think Middlesbrough will, will capitalise on that. Uh, but yeah, I think they're the ones going to be fighting for one of the spots.
0: Yeah, who are your four, Sarah? Then, if we say Forest one of them, we'll come on to the other conversation in a minute. But Forest one of the four. Who are the other three?
1: I think um, Sheffield United and Middlesbrough, and, and probably Huddersfield. Um, not probably not in that order but, but those would be my three um, I, I think Luton have done fantastic I, I kept thinking that they would fall away at some point but they have stayed right up there and they're a tough team um, so I wouldn't be at all surprised if they managed to sneak into the playoffs as well but Sheffield United and Middlesbrough I've really liked the look of for much of this season and Huddersfield have, uh, have been doing really well as well so they would be my picks
0: Yeah, I think they'd be mine as well I just wonder if Huddersfield might chop out. Luton seems to have something about mm. them. But yeah, I agree. I think Middlesbrough and Sheffield United do look good, which kind of leads us on to the other conversation, which we discuss now every week. Can Forest catch Bournemouth? So I've got the fixtures here. So me and you, Greg, did a little rough calculation of how many points for each team. And you, the ultimate optimist, still only had Forest scraping ahead. I think you was it. You had Middlesbrough getting, not Middlesbrough, Bournemouth getting nine points and Forest fifteen. Is that right? Which would put yeah. Forest up on goal difference potentially?
2: Yeah, I had um, Bournemouth's losses against Fulham because I think that'll be the the game. Fulham probably take the championship, uh, and then they'll lose against. Oh, so I got here Swansea. And I think we'll draw against Bournemouth and I think that'll really open it up. So when I looked at it, I wasn't thinking about how many points and it worked out that we'd be level on points, final game of the season.
0: What about you, Sarah? I mean, I know you're going to ask you to do it right on the fly here, but do you see Forrest getting enough points on that to overhaul them or not?
1: I think it's going to be really, really close. Um, Forest are the team in four and, and, and Bournemouth had a, not quite a wobble, but they're... They've dropped off a little bit. Um, It's definitely looking more possible than it was a few weeks ago. I I do still think that gap is going to be just too big to close. But I think Forest will be very, very close to it. Yeah, I I think it's going to be really tight.
0: Mm. Mm. Have you got your notes there, Greg, to hand? Yeah, I'm just looking at them now. Go on, read out the Forest results. So Forest,
2: I had draw on Friday uh two wins on the bounce against West Brom and Peterborough uh we're going to draw against Fulham beat Swansea draw at Bournemouth which will be huge and then have the most horrific nervous <laughs> last day of the season <laughs> that I won't be able to cope with and we'll beat Hull City with god knows how many forest fans in attendance <laughs> but oh, well, it way. does wow that's the thing with Bournemouth it just you look at what I've put and it makes you realize how their form's really got to, you know, continue or or dip even further. I've got them uh, winning against Middlesbrough, drawing away at Coventry, losing to Fulham, uh, drawing away at Swansea, sorry. Uh, a loss against Blackburn, obviously drawing at us, but then winning their last game as well, you know, Millwall at home. Unless Millwall, you know, they might be fighting for that sixth position. So, although their the form has to drop it, they've got some horrible games. I know we've got plenty of them away, but I would rather have our run in than theirs.
0: Yeah, I mean, when I looked at it, I had Forrest going up by a point. But the same thing, as Greg says, Bournemouth's form would have to just collapse. I think I had them losing their last three games, beating Middlesbrough on Saturday or Friday, whenever it is, and then uh, losing to Coventry and drawing with Fulham and then drawing with Swansea. I mean, it's, it's very difficult to see. And Forrest they can virtually afford no suits. I think I had um, a draw with Luton, a win against Albion, a win against Peterborough, maybe a defeat or a draw at Fulham and then win the last three. I mean, Sarah, that's, the odds of that are one in 10, something like that. I don't know.
1: <laughs> yeah, they are. But but equally, the, the odds would have been, um it's been in third place after the start they had, I, I imagine it wouldn't have been in uh, great either. So it's possible. I, I think it, it is probably gonna prove a little bit too much, but you never know. Um the pressure's on Bournemouth and pressure can do funny things to you. When you can see somebody when you're looking in your rearview mirror and you can see somebody coming right at you, that can do funny things. So interesting to see how they cope with that.
0: Mm, true. True. What's the no, what's Cooper saying about it, Sarah? I know what he's saying is probably different to what he's thinking, but what's he saying?
1: <laughs> he, he's he's pretty much the same as he has been throughout the whole season. Um, and it, it might it might be a bit of a cliche, but all he does is look at the next game. Any try any talk of looking at where Forest are in the table, where they could be, who they could overtake, who they have overtaken quickly gets dismissed out of hand and his focus is very much on Luton now and trying to keep the run going and his emphasis is on performances. I think um, for me what was quite interesting the other week was that he said he he wasn't, yes, you want results, but more important is playing well now because that in turn gets you the wins that you need Um, and that's probably different to some managers, I think. When you listen to them, they say, well, it doesn't matter how you get wins at the minute, as long as you get wins or as long as you get points. Whereas his emphasis is very much on play well, play to your potential, be the best version of yourself that you can be and that'll get you to where you want to be. Um, yeah, he's so focused and you can see that among the players as well. Anytime you speak to any of them, it's very much tunnel vision and not thinking about what anybody else is doing and it's worked so far. So stick with it.
0: I think one thing that we've said throughout this run, Greg, is oh, I won't be too disappointed if Forest don't go up because I'll be optimistic for next season. But surely that's kind of changed now, hasn't it? Because you might you yeah. would be gutted if they don't go up now. It wouldn't be their fault necessarily because they're such a bad start. But that, that emotion must change now if Forest don't go up this
2: season. This opportunity is bigger than any in the past. I know there's that one we touched upon where it went mental against Stoke last game of the season to make us finish at the top six. But... We have the momentum and we can't be disappointed if we didn't make the top two because I think it'll be very close now if we did. Mm. Uh, But just take what we've done the last few months into the playoffs and we're not that team of old in the playoffs. You know, we're we're completely different. And if we make that top six, we're going to be one of the favourites, surely, over two legs. You can have a bad game, but over two legs, I think we've got so much strength after a long season. Uh, that other other teams may not have and we'd certainly be that team that none of the other three would want. Um, hopefully it'll be top two. <laughs> That'd be nice. <laughs> but if not, it, yeah, we will be the playoff team. Just
0: briefly on Friday then against Luton, I think you said, Sarah, you wouldn't make any changes. You'd just roll with this 11.
1: Yeah, I'd stick with the same 11. Had a few days, a little few days uh, break, um should be fully rested, recuperated, refreshed. And then you've got those players on the bench to bring on. Lolly, Graben, Surridge, uh, Alex Martin, uh, Cafe if you need him. Um, those kind of players, if if the, as and when you need. Um, and then maybe look to freshen things up on Monday. But I'd stick with the same team.
0: Have you, are you one of the lucky thousand or so that's got a ticket, Greg? Are you managing to go?
2: Yeah, yeah. We've got a bus leave in at 8am, I think. Uh, got a pub expecting us in Luton so yeah it should be good and um I do feel sorry for the others because obviously we have this away membership scheme and I think that might need looking at in the future especially if we're in the Premier League because it's going to be even more popular and we sell out wherever we go now so we, we we've got to maybe have a look at that but yeah lucky enough to be there and hopefully it's, it's going to be as memorable as some of the others.
0: Yeah, tickets like Goldust us now in general. Um, I, yeah. It's a good grind though, isn't it? I love Kenilworth Road. You, you've been yeah. to take it.
2: Yeah, it's one of those that you'd uh, you'd want to take. I, I had my Dortmund friend over this weekend, and you know, Forest always win when he's there. And I've I've just said goodbye to him this morning, <laughs> and he was saying I'm going to have a look at flights for <laughs> for Fulham on Friday. I thought you're not going to get a ticket. <laughs> But yeah, that's just the buzz around the place at the minute, isn't it? And uh, it's a fa- well, it's fantastic ground to answer your question, and one of those ones that might not be there for for much longer because it's probably not fit for purpose. But when you walk in the away end and you you're looking at people's back gardens, it's a real strange one. But I wouldn't change it. I enjoy going there.
0: Would you take a draw now if it was on offer?
2: I'd rather have a win. You always do this. <laughs> That's <laughs> why I invite Rapping. you on this podcast. I hope for that I hope kind Rapping of insult. isn't watching as well because I'm suddenly selling in. But <laughs> if we're going to have to not win every game, I'm sure there'll be one draw in there. So yeah, we can we can have it on Friday and win the rest.
0: <laughs> what about you, Sarah? Would you take a draw if it was on yeah. offer now, Sarah? I think I maybe yeah, would. Yeah. I would.
2: Yeah, because Luton are a,
1: a, a good team and it's a tough Ooh. place to go and top six rival. I would definitely take a draw, but I do think Forest can go there and win. Mm, true,
0: true. Me too. Right, I think we'll leave it there for this week. Thanks very much ever to everyone who's watched along. Do, uh, we get more, view- more views on YouTube than we have subscribers, so if there's people who are watching but not subscribing, do subscribe because then you get an alert so you don't miss an episode and same if you're on iTunes or other platforms. Uh, thanks for all the questions and comments today, as ever. Much appreciated. Greg, thank you very much. No, I enjoyed it. Cheers. Good, good. Sarah, thank you. Thank you. And we shall be back uh, probably next Tuesday after the West Brom game, I think. I don't think we'll be back before then, but uh, do join us next time we are with you and we shall see you all soon. Thank you for listening to Garibaldi Red, a Nottingham Forest podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, then please let us know. We love hearing your feedback. We'll be back soon with another episode. Thanks for listening.